0: the career establishments talent talk asia podcast is brought to you in partnership with vincere the all-in-one crm for ambitious recruitment businesses founded by asia-based recruiters back in 2012 over a thousand recruitment companies choose vincere to accelerate their growth Whether your business is contract, temp, executive search or perm, if you're looking for a new breed of tech partner, talk to Vincere. Visit vincere.io forward slash talent talk Asia for an exclusive offer for all listeners of this podcast. Hi, I'm Andrea Ross, your host, and in this series, we feature some of the most successful talents from across the region to discuss the forces, opportunities, and challenges that are shaping the corporate landscape. If you're keen to be a guest on the show, then please reach out. Welcome to another episode of Talent Talk Asia. I am really delighted to have Ong Xiao Wei, who's the vice president at Hippies, Very cool name, a technology recruitment business based in Malaysia on the show. Now, what's really exciting about this podcast is this is an individual that started off um, at a university moving into the HR executive field, then went an unusual route of actually going into agency recruitment and was enrolled on the um, International Future Leaders Programme for Spring and spent a number of years um, being successful with them. And just more recently, she's now moved to Hippies. As a VP um, looking after their sort of their, their digital and um, tech business. Now, the reason I really am excited about sharing this podcast with you is this is someone that we need to watch out for. This is an emerging leader that um, has got a strong track record individually, is now managing a team and developing talent. And so, she's going to kind of share um, her her challenges, her priorities this year, the growth of this business, what she's excited about, um, and I think she's someone that we need to be watching out for. So, um, you You're really in for for a great episode today. So enjoy, get your pen and paper ready, and do reach out to her um, if you want to um, build your network within recruitment. Enjoy the show. Today's guest is Ong Xiao Wei, who is the vice president at Hippies, a technology recruitment business based in Malaysia. And I'm just really excited to have you on the show because I think, if I remember rightly, I put a post out on LinkedIn right, saying, "Complete, can everyone please recommend a fantastic high performer um, that can be a guest on the show? And I think someone in your network posted your name. That's how we got to know each other, right?
1: Yeah, so basically Henry was my previous consultant when I was in Singapore. So he just yeah tagged on the post on my
0: name. Ah, we'll put his name on the show notes so he can he can feel good. He can be mentioned on everything. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So you obviously we're doing Zoom today. I'm calling you from Malaysia. Um by the look of your background, you're at you're in the office, you're not at home, is that right? Yeah, so because we are in a
1: co-working space and today I just came into the office and to do this. <laughs> right,
0: so you probably left really early if I know Malaysia traffic. Is it still as bad as it normally is or is it, has it got a little uh, bit better because people are working from home or?
1: Slightly better. Slightly but, better. Yeah, An yeah, hour like in a car as opposed early. to two. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm really keen to kind of get to know your background before we kind of bring before you bring me up to date with hippies which again I just love that name of a recruitment firm that just you know it's just so memorable um so let's let's go back a little bit before you started working there so you graduated um and then you worked for NEC in HR as an HR executive before you moved to ADECO on their international future leaders program so I'm not so familiar with that tell me a little bit more about it
1: yeah, so after I graduated in Australia, I joined uh, NEC in Malaysia. So NEC is a Japanese IT company which cover uh, a lot of different kind of products. So from there, I was uh, working on internal recruitment and that's how I started my recruitment journey.
0: So why did you decide on that role? Was it kind of like anything to get your first foot in the door or do you, have you, had you always wanted to do something like
1: that? It's a very interesting story because I was doing internship in HR itself.
0: Oh, so- okay.
1: Back then, my uh, supervisor uh, knows my, uh, also my ex-boss in NEC. So that's how they introduce and say that maybe you should go and give it a
0: try, then I can speak to them about it.
1: Yeah, so that's how I got my foot in recruitment in NEC itself. And yeah. what, were
0: you, what were you doing as an executive? Were you making lots of coffee and tea for everyone? Or did you actually do anything that no, you enjoyed no. at that point? <laughs> <laughs> like, first gradu- first jobs at graduation were always pretty tough. <laughs> I thought I was doing that
1: in the first place but uh, because my assistant manager was uh, she, she always pushed me to my limit she pushed me in to do interviews and she teach me how to do interviews and uh, she even pushed me to call candidate. I was managing external recruiter at that point of time which I worked with Wow, that's pretty amazing Yeah, so I was the internal HR that I was doing it because uh, she believes that she needs to push me more so that uh, I can handle that pie by myself in the future so, yeah, what, so made you,
0: what made you decide then to kind of not stay pursuing internal HR? What made you go to the other side?
1: <laughs> I think it's pretty unusual for internal to go to external. I yeah, it's usually the other way yeah. around. Yeah. <laughs> um, during the part time, I was like, oh, okay, it's a bit mundane because I keep on facing the same hiring manager and all. Oh, then I want to do something different. And I was, I was there for one and a half year. And I think it's because I was pretty young, so I thought of doing something different. And there are a few recruitment company company comes by, because I worked closely with them when I was in NEC. So uh, then I was like, oh, why not give it a try? Then spring opportunity came by at That's how I started. uh, Oh, it was spring. It was
0: actually spring initially, right? Yeah, right. But spring is uh, under one of the
1: subsidiary. Yes, there's
0: a lot of brands. I get I get very confused with how many brands they have. (laughs) So, what was the future leaders program then? What was it? So, what was involved with it? Yeah. Okay. So the I uh, internet
1: uh, international future leadership or I call it IFL maybe in short. Okay. So IFL is a like twenty four months program that was sponsored by the group CEO Alan Dehas. Um. So basically, uh, about I think that year because it was the first year, so about hundred of the consultant was nominated by the senior leaders in their countries around mm-hmm. the globe, and we will go through a series of assessments. Uh, then uh, the Thirty people will be chosen into this uh this program. So what we do is there will be a series of trainings in a few countries or different offices. Uh, workshop, learning experience from executive committees, and work in a project. So we work That's on different kinds of projects.
0: Yeah. What, when you said projects, was so this was mm. across other offices that you were working. And what and what? Yeah, it was other offices. Yeah. So basically we will, because that is around the globe, globe, this project. So
1: we went to three countries during that uh, that program and we gather uh, together and work on projects in terms of that. So project uh, that I believe does five projects during that time is about different issue in maybe uh different region. So it can be Asia, it can be uh, uh, US, UK. So it depends on which project that you're assigned What on. kind
0: of projects yeah. was it? What kind of projects were you getting involved in? Uh, I was involved in
1: uh, uh, upscaling and rescaling project, but in more towards in uh, Portugal, which because there's a, a huge talent gap there for students that graduated or for people that because a lot of things went for automation right now, so a lot of people was losing their jobs. So how can we close the talent gap and how can we work? together with the government that was the project that we are we
0: are coming up oh with. wow so it wasn't necessarily yeah. an internal talent project it was an external with working with the government yes. to help sure. them and so it's sort of an advisory kind of consultancy type project yes and what did yeah. what was just if you're able to share what was the outcome mm-hmm. of say a project like that where you're working with some governments on that that talent gap what did you, what was the proposal on that
1: during that point of time, I think the executive uh, committees in Portugal itself, they already started to work with uh, the government. But how we can replicate into other countries, uh, so we need to do a lot of research on that. So we did come out the proposal, but it uh, wasn't me who go and execute it. Yeah. Right.
0: That's, I mean, that's. it's just such, I mean, how interesting at, at that kind mm. of point in your career, to work yeah. one on something exciting in terms of a project, as opposed yeah. to just learning, just doing kind of day-to-day recruitment, but also working internationally with people within within the yeah. company. What were different, kind of your main hi- learning <laughs> points? Like what, if you were like looking back on that now, what would you say was your biggest takeaway from that experience?
1: I would say um, the experience working with different country is very interesting because um, I'm staying in like the opposite uh, of the region, from UK or US. So basically yeah. learning from the challenges they are facing, the struggle. Sometimes we see some similarity. For example, talent gap. I think everywhere is having a very big talent skill gap in terms yeah. of that. Yeah. Uh, but how do we tackle the issue might be different. So yeah. exchanging the ideas or bouncing the ideas is is really interesting. Well it's diverse thinking,
0: isn't it? I mean, it's that's yeah. wonderful. I mean, that must have cost them that must have cost them a fortune to do that. Were you actually based in I mean, I, I, I imagine that time ago, it wasn't all virtual. Were you actually based in country helping with those projects, or did you do it virtually? Yeah, I do it
1: virtually. So it different virtually, timing right. and
0: all. <laughs> right. So a lot of a lot of coffees to get you going. Or I suppose yours would be the afternoon, right? It's probably. Yeah, yeah,
1: afternoon, night, because we uh, a few of us uh, are from different regions. That's uh, We have uh, people from Portugal, we have people from India, we have people from Amsterdam. Oh, that's so such good experience. So it's uh, all different reasons, yeah. That's
0: amazing. And what do you think it was about you that got you to be select- selected? Because you said there were 30 people, right, that kind of went, yeah. that, that were actually selected. And I imagine Spring's huge, right? So what do you think it was that, that got you to be selected? I... I'm not sure. (laughs) Don't be humble. Don't be humble. Come on, come on. Was there anything that you were doing or saying or achieving or, you know, that that perhaps got you to, you know, that that got, got you heard? I think you during that point in time is because
1: uh, it was quite a tough time for spring, especially in Malaysia or in, even in Asia because it's a very startup brand. So uh, and how we start to build up because I was starting in junior and up to where I am. So maybe during that point in time, they see that uh, I have the potential
0: yeah. in,
1: uh, in being the next leader in a company or the person that they want to mold and uh because in this program what it, it takes is uh, after the 24 months it actually uh you can they will be assigned you to another country or uh or move to another position or move to another brands within a deco group so that's a there's a lot of opportunities there's a lot of us do
0: they still do it now
1: yeah, yeah yeah they're still ongoing we were the first batch but now they are still wow. ongoing but but I think the current batch is they couldn't travel that much no, because no. of the pandemic. Yeah. yeah.
0: And, what, and, and so when you completed that, did you then go? Because you said it was for 24 months, right? When you did that, yeah. then did, that what, what happened from there? Like, How did that kind of accelerate your career? Talk me through that.
1: So I was, uh, after the whole program, uh, I, of course, in between the program, I was promoted to become a manager in Malaysia itself. To, uh, to lead uh, about four to five person team in IT. In so IT. we take care of that. Yeah, in IT, and to NIT. IT. So uh, then after, I think after a few months, which is uh, beginning of last year, beginning of 2020, I was actually moved to Spring Singapore. And it was a bigger team that I was taking care of was about 13 people.
0: Right, I'm going to go back yeah. one bit. I'm going to get the bit on in terms of the Malaysia part. So, yep. so you were doing. So you were basically managing an IT desk um, for, <laughs> for, for for about four years. Then is that right?
1: Uh, I started as a, only taking care of sales IT, IT
0: sales, sales IT. Right.
1: Yeah. Then uh, after that, slowly moving to more and more technical role as I becoming a manager.
0: Right. Yeah. Right. How do you? How did you sort of find? working in that particular area versus sort of other other things to be focusing on because your degree uh, wasn't in IT right?
1: <laughs> um, I think it's, the, uh, it's, it's, it's interesting because uh, back in NEC I was taking care of a few different business units and that started how, how I started to learn about IT right. but of course back in, NEC, uh, back in uh, Spring itself I was doing more sales position
0: okay. so I, I was a bit detached
1: from the IT technical world I know certain terms, but not very deeply about the product at all. So uh, after that, uh, when I took up the position of being a manager or leading someone first, uh, I start to get back speaking to more candidates, more clients in terms of uh, what's happening in, in really in the digital or tech world, then that's how I started to learn more about things. But IT is always very uh, fast moving. Yeah, so it keeps so. on needing to read a lot in terms of that.
0: Do you sort of have to put, I mean, just in terms of you being able Mm -hmm. to keep ahead of it and, you know, as you said, it's always constantly moving. How do you go about trying to constantly keep up with it all? What's like your process? Uh, What do you do?
1: uh, Speak to people is one, really about speaking to people. Of course, in our industry, we speak to a lot of people and also subscribe to a lot of uh, like Tech in Asia or... uh, or those uh, newsletter that will be something that I always constantly look into
0: and is that something you sort of religiously put into your diary or is it kind of a weekend thing because I'm always interested because I always think that to get someone to really understand an industry you've you know you have to kind of have that dedicated time and not everyone can get around to that so what's kind of your your way of um, achieving that to
1: I will do it every time in the morning You're because right. I right. yeah, because the right to office is sometimes is jammed in Malaysia. Yes.
0: <laughs> very efficient then yeah <laughs>
1: so at least there's 30 minutes to 40 minutes for me to go through this kind of news and uh run through certain reading not i would say not every day of course there are one or two days i would rather listen to some music or yeah. a podcast yeah. just to relax yeah. myself totally I get that work. Yeah. yeah or else as a um, uh, weekend when i have some time um, outside for coffee then i'll just go through because right. now it's very easy because it's all on the the
0: form yeah yeah and I think that's really interesting in terms of that upskilling and that growth mindset because Mm. and when you said before about you might have you might listen to other podcasts that are just for fun but I actually put Mm. so much um emphasis on how important that is because I think Mm. we you know we deal with people we deal with clients you deal Mm. with candidates and they're people and you don't always want to talk about work you want to say hey I listen to the most funniest. Um, yeah. podcast the other day or hey I'm 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 listening to a, a crime one and it's just fascinating mm-hmm. about you know and yeah. I, I, I think that's how you create those connections is being able to kind of pass on different podcasts mm-hmm. or things you're into that you know from yeah. one coffee meeting with a the client they're also into right it, that's yeah. kind of what makes it fun that there's but do you feel sometimes there's too much out there that you kind of <gasps> where to go like it can be a little bit of an overload like do do you find that yeah so sometimes I just
1: detach everything I just listen to music yeah
0: I (laughs) I totally get that really helps yeah it's kind of let that brain kind of settle a little bit isn't it when you said before that you had you had four or five people that you were managing in that Mm -hmm. IT did you sort of go out and find them yourself or did you kind of inherit a team or how did you go about that
1: I inherit one, which is uh, when I was a senior con, because my my previous director there uh, is a strong believer that you need to be, you need to prove to me you are able to lead someone while you are doing billing. Yeah. So at the same time, so somehow I was uh, sort of like mentoring the person uh, during that point I That is someone that I inherit. But after that, sort of like, uh, all, uh, I start to look for more people to join the team.
0: How did you go about doing that? It's not easy. easy
1: Especially <laughs> as a new Or, or young manager uh, it, it wasn't easy Because uh, handling one uh, Is okay Because you only have one to yeah. so It's manageable I would put this word manageable yeah. Because your time Is with this person And you can do your things But when it comes to Two, three, four You start to feel like Oh, I'm juggling Between the, the time I, yeah In the beginning I, was, I can say that I was struggling Between my time management For myself and also for the team.
0: What changed yeah. then? What, what would you say was the major thing that you needed to kind of change to be successful at managing four people then versus just one?
1: Um, I think it's the uh, – it backs to the time management part, which is uh, I will tell my team that, okay, between this timing to this timing, let me finish my work first. But in the morning or uh, before lunch, uh, of, uh, about half an hour to one hour, Let's, we can speak anytime you look for yeah. me i will be able to attend to you yeah. but in certain timing i need to i need to be doing my my some of my work so th- actually this was uh taught by one of my director to uh he said that that's your core hour you need to be yeah. focusing on your work and yeah. other than that yes you can attend to your team anytime
0: yeah how did yeah. you get the team to kind of get to that point where that you were self-sufficient, that they weren't knocking on your, you know, they weren't at your desk every five minutes asking that question during the time that you allocated for them?
1: Sometimes I will hide myself
0: (laughs) or I will plan for a meeting. Hide in the toilet with (laughs) your laptop. (laughs) Or go for a
1: meeting because I I do notice that uh, even for me as a consultant, sometimes because you saw your your manager is there, so you will tend to want to attend because it's easier.
0: Mm. But
1: if you hide yourself, they actually can manage by themselves. Yeah, and when you're back, they will tell you, "Oh, this is what happened." And I was like, "Okay, great." So it's
0: kind of like forced so... empowerment, isn't it? You're... Yeah, <laughs> forced <laughs> empowerment—the new—the new leadership um, style. I love it. Um, I always find that quite an interesting one because I think in recruitment, particularly, there is always that tendency for managers to just um, give the solution and just tell them mm. what they could do, and then you'll yeah. find sort of some consultants that should really be able to kind of run their full 360 process, get to that point where they just can't because the boss yeah. has been solving their problems for quite a long time. So, yeah. you know, how did you sort of go about that development piece with people in your team? I mean, were they quite junior? Were they senior? Like, What was, what was the dynamics of that team? And how did you go about trying to create opportunities for them through training and development?
1: I would say it's a mix. So I, I learned it through uh, basically how to manage people from a junior one to the senior one. Right. But uh, what I do, uh, what I always do is uh, in the beginning, especially during interview uh. Before before they join, I will tell them very um uh directly on my expectation and also uh, the the style that I'm working with.
0: What's your so, expectation and, then and what's your style to yeah. of interest. What have you what have you been saying to people that come and talk to you?
1: <laughs> I I always scare them first. I always like to tell them that I'm quite scary. <laughs> but uh but but not to set the uh not to intrigue fear or no 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 that's not what I'm trying yep. to do. But it's more towards setting the expectation and saying that um the uh, when When you come in to join uh, join us um, you you make it uh, you when you tell me you are going to do certain things, make sure you you get it done but don't uh, don't tell me you don't don't tell me things that to make me happy because okay. I, I really find that um, that's a lot of consultant work. Will tell you everything yes 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 but in the end it's a no yes not follow
0: through right <laughs> so it all kind of comes yeah. back to the trust then doesn't it it's like you know own it yes. and if you're if you're not able to to, to yeah. achieve and I it yeah i tell will give me. them
1: full trust yeah i will give yeah. them full trust i'm quite flexible uh i'm i'm not very hard on on you need to be uh of course uh uh Okay, maybe I'll put it this way. It's, I don't always give them a very hard on my uh, KPI. Uh, that's, yeah. that's not what I like. But I always like to come up with uh, what do you want as an outcome?
0: Yeah. If you want this as yeah. an outcome, then, work then let's work backwards. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Then when you work backwards, uh, when you tell me things that you want to do, uh, let's get it done. If you face any difficulty, I will go in and help you. But don't lie to me in a way. Yeah, don't give me a very fluffy excuse, fluffy yeah. reason. So that yeah. that's the, the way I'm doing it. And I will be very direct, whether it's right or wrong and things that uh, can be done or cannot be done. I will give you advice, but whether you want to continue doing it or not, you can. I always feel that you can let people to bang some walls. If it's a safe environment, uh, then it, it's fine for me.
0: Yeah, it's yeah, so that whole development piece. How do you sort of make sure that you're being structured throughout the year to get them to where they want to go? Because I always find that, in recruitment, it's such an, well, especially in Asia, it's really ambitious. People are really, really ambitious and they want to mm-hmm. make sure that there are career opportunities for them, you know, and, pro, you know, every year there's always something to look forward to. How are mm-hmm. you meeting those needs of your team? Mm-hmm. Sorry, that's not even on the questions. I'm throwing them at you. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just really nosy. No, no, no. I think I'm
1: just thinking as well. Um, I always, I always tell them I I believe that uh, one day they will be able to replace me. <laughs> I, I remember one of my uh, previous long time ago, my manager was telling me that uh, always hire people that are better than you. Yeah. So yeah. I, the same thing I'm telling my team is I always want you guys to be better than me and all yeah. and uh, that's definitely a career profession there and I'm not forever be in the same position that's not what yeah. I want well, your, to, right?
0: your growth gets stunted doesn't it it's you know if yeah. you if you don't have people that are better than you it reflects on you if you can walk away from a team and they can still yeah. run you know you've done your job if they completely fall down yeah, then the manager yeah, yeah. hasn't kind of done their job but do you, do you do you sort of try and do kind of um like one-on-one training do you do kind of lunch and learns do you do external into like how do you because I think in recruitment it's one of those things some people need refreshers sometimes it's just that there's a particular area that the team are falling down on it might be they're just not getting enough CVs out the door like you know how are you kind of making it a constant sort of development plans for people?
1: So uh, usually every week, I will catch up with them. But of course, uh, every, uh, if I see certain people uh, having certain issue, for example, like CV and all, I really sit down with them and see, like dissect it. Is it because of the searches is an issue? Mm. Or is it because of a keyword? Or uh, what's, uh, what's the challenges in between? So we can sit down, uh, dissect it together. Because at that point in time, my team is not that big. So sometimes I will spend my Monday the whole day for everyone in like a few hours. Yeah. And sitting is and speaking to them about it. Yeah. yeah.
0: So it's kind of, so your Monday is quite internally focused, but it's actually a training and development opportunity as well, right? In terms of yeah. one of Yeah. If I need
1: help because I always believe in uh, getting other managers involved and also my directors and all. So okay. sometimes if the area that I'm not great at, uh, I'm not perfect, so I need to learn. Uh, so I always will go to my manager, other managers or uh, other directors and saying that, uh, can you spend a bit of time, maybe half an hour with this consultant just yeah. to
0: break through that. certain
1: yeah. uh, difficulties? I love yeah. that
0: because I think everyone's mm-hmm. kind of, I always, found, I always found at Robert Waters, there were certain managers and certain senior mm-hmm. consultants that were just passionate about certain topics. I was always passionate about BD or candidate interviewing and but you know if you ask me to kind of run through the terms and conditions I want to shoot myself in the head I mean it's just the most boring training on earth I mean it's got to be done but it's boring Um, and so you kind of you know some people just have a natural um, passion and are top performers within certain areas of that kind of recruitment process so it is good to kind of pick people that are good for that and then That kind of becomes an onboarding program, really, doesn't it? Where you can say, right, you're doing that part, you're doing this bit. And then hopefully by a couple of weeks, they've kind of all done it. I'm keen to know how you attract talent, but I actually want to ask you that question at Hippies. So when we get to the Hippies bit, where you Mm -hmm. are currently, I want to ask you about how you've gone about attracting people because I think it's a little bit more up to date um so I'm going to kind of park that one for a second um Mm. so let's just so you so basically you moved from sales roles into IT at spring um Mm. and then you moved then where where am I Then you moved over to Hippies in January. What year are we in? 20- yeah, so this year. So you moved over yeah. to Hippies this year, right? Yeah. Um, so talk me through kind of, you know, what motivated you to move over. I mean, you've been with, with Spring for quite a number of years. um, <laughs> And I don't know much about Hippies. So talk me through that.
1: Yeah, Hippies are still very young. So it just started in January. Uh, first, I would say it's about the people. The people okay. that, uh, uh, the founder and the people that are joining this, uh, this company. So who is, is the
0: founder? Uh, talk, me th- talk me through who that is. Uh, Jerome,
1: Jerome Renoir. Um So he was my uh, country director back when I was in, uh, in Malaysia,
0: okay. uh, Spring Malaysia. Yeah. So
1: yeah, yeah. So uh, back then, he, uh, he was my direct report, a direct boss.
0: Right. So, so he was at Spring at the time. He then yes. set up hippies on his own and then he's brought you over. Yes. <gasps> that dirty dog. Brilliant.
1: <laughs> the, the, the timeline is not like
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Got it. Then he wink, he wink. to Singapore. And <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We have freedom to move wherever we like. It's all good. It's a big world out there.
1: He started something else in twenty twenty and oh. in 2021, uh, uh then uh, he was uh, sort of like taught me through like uh things that like he wants to do, the vision and all, then he said, okay, why not let's join then yeah that's where I joined this company but also in the same time it's more towards uh because in bigger corporation um there's always a setback uh there's always a standard ways on how things are going to be done uh there are a lot of initiatives that we would like to try is being constrained and limited. I was just about to say so, did you
0: feel did yeah. you feel quite constrained towards the end then at spring just in terms of things that you wanted to do Mm, yeah. So that's the
1: the reason why I moved to Hippy's. At least, uh, I can uh at first, of course, it's a vision. Uh, in terms of that, and also uh, second, is the things that I want to do more or the initiative and also that's the reason why I moved to Hippy's. Uh, to create a better value. Uh. So
0: why hippies? What's the where did he get the name from?
1: <laughs> uh, um. So Hippy's is uh, if you see our logo it's uh the dream catcher. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, uh, it's, uh, there's a few few ways in explaining this. One, as Dreamcatcher, to really want to help uh, client candidates to build their dream team or join a dream team. Right. And also, in the same time, if you look at the dream catcher, it's always, there's a lot of dots and connecting. So, we want to really connect, things, connect to people uh, in, in everywhere around the world, around the region, and also uh, with very uh, human approach. And because now, um, uh, that's, a lot of technology is coming in place, but we still want to be, we always, uh, my boss always say that uh, we believe in uh, 100% technology, but 200% human. Right. right.
0: So that's <laughs> so, kind of so his is, approach. Like, yeah. And I gather yeah. from his name, I mean, the name sounds familiar, Jerome. Is he Belgium or French or? French. He's French. Okay. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. And so he's based in Malaysia as well. So he's.
1: He's currently in, in Singapore.
0: Oh, he's in Singapore. Yeah. Okay. But you met yeah. him and worked with him when he was in Malaysia? Yeah, Malaysia. Yes, okay. correct. Okay. Okay. And so, tell yeah. me a little bit more about what you guys stand for. Like what you said, vision before. What, what was it that made you decide? When you said, you know, I mean, I was inspired by the vision of the company. What is that? What is that? Okay. Vision?
1: So we are not uh, just uh, purely on recruitment, recruitment. Because, uh, I mean, of course, we are. We are still doing recruitment. Don't get me wrong. We are still doing recruitment, but we yeah. want to help client not only from the recruitment perspective. But because I came from a HR background, so sometimes I know the struggle of uh, internet HR and why are they not using recruitment agency or what they are struggling of in terms of that. Mm -hmm. So we want to bring a new perspective. So in terms of uh, like the the struggle of HR or the things that uh, the vision that we have is we believe in uh, retain more than recruit. So we are looking for solution to help clients retain more uh, employee. or when we bring in those uh, candidates, we need to make sure that they, are, they can be there for more than just uh, just one year, two years and all. So uh, and not only that we believe in, uh, we believe in more engagement with clients because uh, a lot of times I, uh, I mean I used to do that, don't get me wrong. I used to do that in a previous company. Sometimes there are certain clients it's more touch and go basis because it, the, the high amount of yeah. roles and all. So yeah. now we want to be focusing into clients that want to have uh, more engagement or more partnership. We really will go in, uh, of course, uh, depends on the company. Sometimes we will go in, there are certain clients we will go into the office and really understand about their team structure, uh, how every team member and all. Yeah. So we will spend a bit more time in, Engaging and so, up so if
0: I'm being, if I'm playing devil's advocate here, and obviously mm. there's going to be lots yep. of kind of competitors listening to the podcast, that yep. just sounds to me like a standard client meeting, right? That you know we engage, mm. we we gather information about their structure. Yeah. So when you're saying we add, we we spend more time on that, we put more emphasis on that. But what are you doing that's really extra to that? Because it sounds, if I was an outsider, that it sounds very similar to other firms. Coaching provides the space for professionals to take time to hit the pause button, reassess, make decisions, commit to new action and move forward with clarity. To enjoy a 10% discount on our coaching programs, reach out and quote the word talent. Talent Talk Asia is brought to you in partnership with Vincere, the all-in-one CRM for ambitious recruitment businesses. Visit vincere.io forward slash Talent Asia for an exclusive offer for all listeners of this podcast. We even sometimes step in
1: for their interviews. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, because we want to know how the interviewer is interview with the candidates. And because sometimes they can tell us a set of JD that they are looking for, and I always say, You're looking for unicorn, and it's difficult to look for a unicorn. Yeah, yeah. But when you sit in with the interview, and for every candidate interview and you were involved in, um, you sort of know what kind of candidate it suits them. And after that, of course, it's very, uh, very similar as the standard what we've done previously. You go in, you understand the, 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 I would say the requirement at all, but we put one step uh, ahead. We go into the interview, understand a bit more what they are looking for, and not only that, we engage uh, with candidate. Uh, we try to uh, meet candidate. Uh, we try to meet because now it's pandemic, so I cannot say we meet yeah. candidate every single time. But we try to have uh, a lot of uh, engagement with the candidate in every point of time. Um, in terms of that and also at the same time uh, we take the we have a module which will, we take the same risk as the client which means that if cli- uh, if candidates stay for how many months and uh, client just have to uh, sort of uh, pay us in terms of the months of that
0: okay yeah. okay okay no that's um, I mean, and I think I mean you've obviously come from a you know an organization that's got a massive brand hmm. name Mm-hmm. um you know big organization big training development blah 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 so where do you see you know I know you said vision I know you've obviously got respect for Jerome and, and his background but if I if 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 recruiters are out there you know keen on a move why should they go and work for you oh, <laughs> oh it's a tough one I threw that one in yeah. boom um I'm not sure this will be on or not, but
1: uh, because things that we are doing, uh, it's not like I say, it's not just recruitment. I'm just going to share with you things that we are doing. Go for then it. Let, yeah. Let's see how can. We, but also, I also
0: uh, I, I also want you to tell me about you as well because you said before about your your style and your expectations, but I don't think we even covered yeah. your style. So I'm keen to kind of explore <laughs> that as well.
1: Um. Yeah, um, so things that we are doing uh, now are not only on recruitment, but we are looking in a few areas. One is, uh, like I mentioned earlier, it's about the, the talent gap that uh, we are seeing. So we are actually working, we are partnering up with quite a number of different uh, tech partners or uh, partners in Malaysia or in Singapore, in other regions, in terms of partnering up on those things like predictive analytics for recruitment, digital experimental learning platform for HR to uh, manage their team or HR management. So um, in a way, it's, I, I put it in a way that uh, I'm going into the market not only as the recruitment beat, not only as a recruitment mm. perspective, but I really want to go in and understand the struggle of the HR uh, or uh, the human resource department to help them in terms of in different areas.
0: Right, so you kind of you can yeah. kind of connect them with other yeah. providers that can help with their problems mm. or challenges yeah. they're facing. Yeah.
1: Correct. Because uh, Jerome itself, uh, he's in uh, back in Singapore. He's actually uh, involved in the HR tech community. So he okay. will know a lot of new uh, technology in the market. Right. But we don't we don't want to be the one who create another software or another system because I think there's too many outside. Yeah. And, and I think you have to sort way. of stick
0: to what you know and what you can specialise in, right? I think it's good enough yeah. to have those... Ne- that those as providers as opposed to you always doing them. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. So when we go into the market, we are speaking to a lot of HR leaders and speaking to them what is their struggle point. Mm. When they are struggling, then we will bring in some, uh, we will suggest certain partners and bring yeah, in some of our uh, partners together. Yeah. So we, we are more towards a uh, uniting or the mediator, to yeah. unite certain HR partners yeah. in terms of that. Yeah. So that's more because uh, if in a bigger com- a corporate, where I say that's the limited or restraint because there's you you can't really uh, do that more because you need to be. That's that's P and L. That's that's stakeholder to for you to yeah. be uh, reporting to. So yeah. you need to be good in what you're doing, which is recruitment piece. And why but here and, we are doing more. And
0: yeah. thank you for sharing that. And, and why um would someone work for mm. you as mm. a leader? You know, you said about your style before. What is it that someone gets from working for you? Gets um, out of working for you. Mm.
1: I think I'm a firm and a flexible person. A firm what? Sorry. <laughs> uh, a firm and flexible person. Okay. So firm in, in a way that uh, I will,
0: I will really. Um,
1: oh. It's, it's tough to be honest, maybe I need to give you some referee to tell, i think tell it you is. I
0: think it can be really tough when someone asks you that question because I think there's that yeah. part of being humble, but also not everyone really asks you what is your style you know maybe mm. maybe if I ask it in a different way maybe if i if I was to ask one of your um someone that's worked with you before or is currently working with you mm. or maybe you've only just joined this space so it's a little bit trickier. In your last firm, if I grabbed one of your people and said, Hey, tell me a little bit more about Xiao Wei's style and you know, why do you work for her? What do you think they would say? They
1: will say uh Xiao Wei is really scary at first because yeah. that's what she said. Uh but in the same time is uh they will push uh, us to do uh things uh which push us to the limit, which is I mean, if I know that um, you're you're good and you're able to do it, I'll yeah. be uh I'll be pushing you extra miles in terms of that. Right. So you're so stretching have,
0: their development, pushing them yeah. pushing out boundaries that they may not have done if they worked for someone that was fairly yeah. mediocre, right? You're you yeah. can see the case and, and is that they because you're do. identifying their capabilities and just knowing that yes. they can do that? Hmm. Yeah,
1: or sometimes I just want to have a test in terms of their whether they can do it a okay. bit more or not. So, uh, I mean that there, there's one example if you, I can share. Um, so, say this consultant. Uh, we went in together and pitched for a retainer. And before we pitching for the retainer, he was telling me, "No, I don't want to work for a retainer because it's a very pressuring and it's a commitment and all. Then all uh and all this uh, kind of visit." Then I just say, "Okay." But I go in, I still pitch for the retainer and all, and I come back and I say, you can definitely work on it. So he, because of the retainer and because of me sharing, uh, like push him a bit extra, he really yeah. managed to get it done. And yeah. he actually filled out the role and he was super happy in terms yeah. of the outcome. And, and he's
0: all. improved his skill set that he can pitch for retainers or at least deliver on them. I always, yeah. find the, I always find the retainer topic such an interesting one because consultants will be quite happy to work for free. <laughs> then ask for a retainer. I mean, you're working for free, right? It's uh, it's kind of crazy. But I think as soon as people get a few under their belt, you know, yes, it yeah. is commitment, but that's kind of, that's life, right? You've got to commit to something and try and find it. That's that, that's the whole reason for asking for a retainer, isn't it? Um, yeah. that, you're not, that you're not working for free. Um, that's interesting when you said about that, your style. It's interesting that you said you're scary. And I wonder whether that's kind of a woman leader thing to say. And I I I, I can completely um i can understand why why you've said that maybe is that i think women can always be class can always be be told that they're aggressive or um they're a bit scary but actually we don't use those words when when men are leaders Have you ever heard a man say oh i'm a bit scary at first they don't no. they might say well i'm you know i'm i'm pretty direct or you know i get kind of get yeah. to the point i'm pretty assertive but but we mm-hmm. feel we have to sort of say aggressive or a bit scary but actually to me it sounds as though you just know what you want and you want you yeah. you want to succeed in in your team being high performing <laughs> so it's it's interesting isn't it the terminology yeah. that you use there
1: <laughs> yeah 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 because I think it's uh, it's just setting some maybe it's because a uh, woman saying that and all it's but I think it's just setting certain uh like I say because I like to set certain expectation in the beginning yeah so I will use uh I will use it. I I'm just sharing with them. I can be very scary, but at the same time, if you're doing things, uh, I mean, based on. Oh, I really don't know how to phrase it. But no, I understand, usually,
0: complete, yeah. I understand completely what you're but saying. But usually
1: I would say I'm, I'm also more people approach. So, which means that, yeah, I can be firm in certain things which yeah. when it comes to work. But when it comes to uh personal and uh, I engage with my team a lot. So, uh, I would say that uh, they still like to join me because, uh yes, I push them to the limit. But in the yeah. same time, I will pat them on the shoulder and say, okay, it's okay. Yeah. Let's go home early today. Uh, let's do things differently today yeah. and all, so I can be pretty flexible in a way. But certain things in place ne- need to be done. Need to be done. But yeah. after that, when can have fun or can have certain things more likely. I'm always uh open to listen to different opinions and all. So yeah, so I can be very firm and very flexible. I the
0: same I, I, time. I like it. I, I think I think being firm and flexible are two great ways of describing you know your yeah. style. And I think. Yeah one thing I found always really interesting when I've had managers under me is that you can have the most popular, kindest, nicest manager on a team, but if they're not developing and stretching and, um, driving a high performance team that that team will just crumble you know it's all well and good having Mm. a nice person they go oh they're really kind they're really nice and you know know, they always just they're always really understanding when I don't hit my KPIs Mm. every week well mm, yeah it's okay for a few weeks um but actually one it stops you attracting great talent to your team um and two the people that are high performing just leave because you know it doesn't bode very well on their reputation to clients or candidates that 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 you you know because we all know that Candid referrals, now reputation in the market, our team success is—you know—it is down to that manager to drive it. So, Mm -hmm. I'm a huge believer on on rate, you know, managing expectations and setting the scene before someone comes on board. This is my expectations, and yes, they are high expectations. But if you want a a prosperous career, then that's kind of what we do here. And if you want to Mm -hmm. work for a mediocre team there are plenty of them out there. You know, I just think you shouldn't, I just don't think you have to apologize for that. That's what I think anyway. So where you you keep, but maybe, maybe maybe don't say the word scary because I don't think you you come across as scary at all. (laughs) I'm not scared. (laughs) Um, I I want to, I'd really keen to know, I'd love to get onto that Mm. topic of attracting talent because I know we're kind of Mm. getting later stages of the, of the interview. And, um, now that you're working at Hippies and I appreciate that it's mm. a new company and it can always sometimes be a challenge kind of attracting talent to a new company that isn't, mm. you know, like a big brand or something like that. How, yeah. what's your strategy about finding good talent in the market?
1: Um, for now, uh, would be, uh, we will, we speaking to people in the market, like uh, our the people that we met over the past few years right? Uh, because we met quite a number of uh, different recruiters or recruit uh, consultants in the past few years so that's one sharing with them uh, things that we do a bit differently or the, the dream that we have uh, in terms of in the uh, few few years time uh, that's one so and we're also speaking a lot with uh, fresh grads
0: Oh, so you are. we want to give
1: an opportunity because, uh, personally, I don't come from a very uh recruitment recruit uh, excellent recruitment background. So I always believe that there's an opportunity there mm. for people who doesn't come from the same background yeah. but wants to venture into this yeah. area. But of course, I need to explain to them because not everyone will think that oh, recruitment is something that I want to do in the first. Yeah, you got to manage base.
0: them a little bit tightly, right? <laughs> I was a graduate when I came out. I went straight as a graduate recruiter, and I think there is the risk, isn't there, as to whether they last or not but what do you think of the what are you putting in place to ensure that they do stay that they are retained because it's a big risk for you right
1: yeah um i think it's always uh like i say that expect uh for me it's always about their best interest and the expectation that i will share with them uh, everything uh in terms of uh the plan of the companies and everything very very honest uh honestly with them then to see how Oh, well, what, are <laughs> what are their concerns?
0: What 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 are sort of the grads' concerns about joining you in recruitment? Do you think uh, when you de- when uh, you're dealing with those grads, what do they tend to come back with on? Oh, you know. Ah,
1: okay. So uh, one is of course as recruitment, never uh, thought yeah. of that uh, yeah. out of their mind. <laughs> yeah. yeah, What is it? Do I always? Yeah. Call, call, what will my mum say? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do I always? Do calls only, uh, that's one. Then uh, the second, of course, because we are the startup, so they will worry about the stability part. Yeah. Yeah. So, this too is something that, uh, of course, we will explain to them um, the funding that we have, uh, the people that we have, uh, how can they develop from here. And not usually, I will share on my past experience because I think if we can share our past experience and the struggle that we have, and it's not going to... I'm not painting them like beautiful uh, rainbow and butterflies. I always tell them the struggle of being uh, in recruitment yeah. and uh, the, the tough point or each tough point of that you need to go through the whole cycle and you need to be resilient. So I will share with them all those things. Yeah, Sort I think- of like prep them and think that, okay, if you're ready, then let's back on the journey. To yeah, it's a certain course-
0: type of grad, isn't it? It's a certain type yeah. of grad. If it's a grad that... Yeah. Parents and their own expectations are to be in a big corporate, and you know, mm-hmm. and 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 that's important to them in in terms of their mm-hmm. career. You're never going to probably attract those types of people. I think someone that's quite that's open to risk and change, mm-hmm. and is able to yeah. juggle a few things, because I think in startups yeah. you got to juggle everything, right? You're going to be thrown at all different things, different job levels. You're not always going to be so specialised, and you know, you're mm-hmm. kind of it's kind of exciting for some people, but others it can scare mm-hmm. the shit out of them, right? So. I suppose it's yes. identifying which ones, which one is is able to demonstrate in their family life or uni days that has shown that they can kind of be resilient. You know, what have they gone through? What kind of family struggles? You know, yes, um, yeah. And I, I always find people that are generally pretty um, well off. <laughs> make rubbish recruiters because they're just not motivated by money um you know for someone that's really trying to pay for their family to um Mm -hmm. to do well and to 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 provide are the ones that are going to go that extra mile and and really work anyway And I always think that
1: it's very tough for for us to recruit for people as compared to us helping (laughs) clients to recruit.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. I spend most of my time (laughs) training recruiters how to recruit talent. Actually, it's interesting that the way they interview candidates is very different than how they interview for themselves because I think we stopped Mm -hmm. selling you know it's quite hard to kind of sell like we've talked about that today right how you sell your yeah. leadership style it's not something mm-hmm. that rolls off the tongue because it's kind of yeah. oh god I, I don't know I you know um, I feel uncomfortable selling myself but actually it's kind yeah. of really important isn't it to, for someone to yeah. know what they're walking into and and I mm-hmm. find with graduates is trying to retain them in those first year is so difficult but if you have really good training and development mentor Um, And there's a plan. I think graduates just want to know that there's a plan for them. You know, what is it like money wise? What are the expectations daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly? What am I going to get exposed to? And I think they're really happy to be thrown in the deep end and work on really sexy projects. I think that's probably what got you to start spring so long, right? You kind of appreciate those kind of opportunities. It's all about opportunities, Mm. isn't it? Um, What are your kind of biggest priorities this year for the business? Like talk me through kind of the priorities, what what you. Feel that might get in the way of you of 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 those priorities, just out of interest.
1: Oh, okay. I think that's too many things to do. But the yeah. best, uh, the priorities this year will be uh, first. Of course, is to hire, scaling up our team, and to build our really uh, the 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 dream team of us first before we go out to help people for their dream team. And because uh, we are focusing a a bit more in digital and tech uh, industry itself, so we will be speaking more uh, to to the HR leaders or the leaders in the market, uh, from C-levels to HR leaders to anyone on the potential current challenges and how can we partner with them to provide the right solution. So we are constantly connecting to people uh, in the market right now yeah but uh, of course uh, uh, no. uh yeah
0: how's it been how's it been for you just go, you know going out and talking mm-hmm. to people in the market do you um do you find that they're happy to talk or are they a little bit sheepish or is it hard to get the real idea as to whether they're any good or not like how are you going about trying to you know talk I, to other recruiters I was,
1: actually I was a bit uh I was a bit uh, constant in the first place. Of course, because we are new and all people can accept us or not. But after I start with speaking to people, I think my background as a HR, it helps because I go in and start telling them not just recruitment part, I just, I'm sharing with them that I'm from internal recruitment background by myself. Yeah. And now I'm in external. I know your struggle. So let's speak a bit more and uh, see how can we potentially, we are just bouncing out ideas. I just tell them there's no obligation. What about
0: it from from recruiters though? When you're calling recruiters Mm. and you're trying to convince them to come over if they're working for an established brand and they've been here a while, how are you trying, how have you found trying to convince them to have a conversation with you?
1: Um... Good thing is, at least we establish uh, some names in the market, so they are open to speak to us. That's one. Yeah. Uh, a lot are referral from friends and all, so we mm. would just go in and have a very casual chat. It can be in a very uh, a, a few people setting, and we just sharing with them what yeah. we're doing and all. Because I think sometimes, uh, if we too hard sell about our company and what we are trying to do differently, it's, it's sort of not going to be gel in their mind. But sometimes you just simply and share with them and uh, things that you're currently doing and what's the fun of it, uh, the project yeah. that we're currently on and all, it actually intrigues them and asks more questions and that's where yeah. I start So you're share. just
0: sort of waiting yeah. to see when they're ready. Is it just digital and tech yeah. that, you're, that, it's your, that you're hiring for or are you hiring in other areas? Uh,
1: mainly in digital and tech.
0: Yeah. Right, in digital and tech. Okay. And so yeah. have you got a team Correct. working for you now? Are you growing that right now? you're growing yeah yeah, yeah. we have
1: yeah we are growing it and we need a few more people
0: on board right okay that's pretty cool um Mm -hmm. and so I'm not gonna ask you about the three to five year plan I don't know why I put that question down because I think that's quite tricky isn't it is it a tricky one yeah (laughs) it's kind of (laughs) is it more of a one-year plan in terms of kind of ticking all those off or what's what, what are those um, okay, uh okay maybe
1: i'll put it this way that the plan is uh, with attraction that uh, where uh, we are in the space of tech and uh, digital so it makes more sense for us to go regional with our client got because it, it creates better synergy oh got it okay that's cool cycle. for you
0: isn't yeah. it that's awesome mm. that's awesome exposure mm. Mm.
1: yeah correct so um the, the, there's a huge demand in the market right now i can say uh, no matter in just malaysia or other countries so we are looking in what we can do uh in especially in this one year two years and three years
0: yeah okay i want to just lastly talk about network opportunities how do you stay connected to the recruitment community is there anything in malaysia that goes on or is it just kind of just when you talk to people to headhunt them is that the only time you get to stay 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 kind of in contact with people or you know how does it work i would probably? say
1: i was quite lucky because i was in the program in the international future leadership program previously right so from there actually i got to know a lot of recruiter right. or a lot of consultants from other countries not only consultant can be
0: yeah uh, you must other, know kenneth ku then don't you kenneth
1: yes yeah yeah <laughs> he was yeah. one of the director that tell me the, the time blocking
0: <laughs> oh he was he oh that's funny <laughs>
1: Huh. yeah so so he was one of the uh, directors that I uh, yeah I respect a lot uh, yeah he's so he was one of my mentor too All right uh, that okay. got me true when I was in spring so okay that's- Oh,
0: very cool. Yeah. <laughs> now, I don't yes. know if, I know I spoke to you before, we're, we're setting up Women in Recruitment Asia group that comes mm. out in June. Um, yeah. And that's just going to be a platform for mentoring opportunities, um, development, mm. where they can do discounted training programs and also monthly kind of virtual events with keynote speakers in lead, you know from either leaders or high billing consultants, mm. any sort of topics. And, and there's be like a Q&A and, on all those wonderful mm. things. What would you like to... What would you like to see from groups like that, from your perspective, just personally, as a as a female mm-hmm. recruitment leader?
1: Um, I always inspire it to look uh, a women leaders to come out to speak because not a lot of people uh, have that kind of uh, courage or even personally like myself. Yeah. But uh, from there, I would like to have, uh, I mean, understand a bit more about how they struggle between um Maybe uh, in terms of as a female leader, because always have the perception that they will always go back to the family or the struggle between the individual and also, or even the wrong perceptions in the market about a female leader tends to be more emotional.
0: Yeah. So yeah. that kind of,
1: yeah. uh, I would say that kind of uh, Wanna wrong Want to debunk it. Yeah, yeah, I just, yeah, I want to debunk that kind of myth in, in the yeah. market. That would be a nice topic to have.
0: Yeah. That. Okay, cool. Love yeah. that. Brilliant. Now, um, every time it gets to sort of the end of the podcast, I are, we do like a rapid fire round. So we just got a couple of questions to go. And you say, you survived a podcast on Talent Talk Asia. It wasn't as bad as you thought it was. Um, what was the last podcast or book that you listened to or read that you'd recommend to listeners? What was your key takeaway?
1: Okay, uh, I wanted to say your podcast, but I don't think I can. No, you're not allowed. So, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so uh, there's a book that I will constantly flip from time to time, which is uh, it's called The First, Day, First 90 Days by yeah. Michael Watkins.
0: I like so, that, yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, because it, it actually helps shelf. me especially to
0: move. Sorry, yeah. I have that on my so shelf. I was just looking for it. Sorry, I'm, I'm <laughs> digressing.
1: So. So yeah, uh, because that book actually helps me From time to time, especially moving to a new environment new company It helps me to reflect or rethink Mm. What should I do? And it it gathered me back to to plan it
0: again yeah it's a really good idea i would just
1: yeah i just like to flip on that book and just randomly flip on the page and start reading through that that paragraph i think it's a really
0: great it's a really good book because it's just got all elements of just process and people and everything doesn't it it's got a really nice kind of um, methodology around it what Mm -hmm. one thing what one thing a recruit recruiter should prioritize in their role right now and why
1: i would say stay resilient and also able to consult Reason being is now uh, a lot of, um, even in HR or a lot of companies, are also a bit trying to uh, bring themselves back up, to, especially after this pandemic or during this pandemic. So we as a recruiter especially, we, we should go in as more consultative rather than just cut on off, uh, on just recruitment, just sales and all. Yeah. And
0: when you said stay oh, resilient, sorry. what does that actually mean? What does stay resilient
1: yeah, stay resilient, it will be because a lot of consultants that I spoke to, they start to feel that, oh, because of pandemic, so there's not, uh, there's not much of opportunity outside, there's not much of jobs. So, uh, they tend to maybe slowly uh, give up in, in being uh, as external recruitment or in recruiter, as a recruiter. So, they, I think they should stay resilient in going through the process because for me, I always believe there's ups and downs in, in mm. recruitment. When you are doing very well, the next day you might be not doing well. So you need to be really staying resilient and to get through this whole process together Yeah, because some people yeah. are
0: making huge amounts of money in it. They're just focusing on industries and job types that are in demand, right? It's just being a yeah. little bit more agile around it, isn't it? Thank you so much for your time and being a guest on the show. I've really, really enjoyed it. Um if everyone would like to get in contact um, with CIWA at Hippies, and please check out the notes on this episode. All her contact details will be, be will be there, as well as any details of anyone mentioned on the show. Now please reach out if you're a recruitment owner that is passionate about gender equality. Within the recruitment industry and keen to sign up your business as a company member for Women in Recruitment Asia which will be launching in June 2021. If you've enjoyed this podcast don't be stingy, share it with as many people as you can, rate it, review it, follow us on LinkedIn when we do our sexy teaser videos um, because we really want to make sure that we're inspiring and motivating other people within the recruitment industry. So thanks for li- listening everyone and be safe out there. You have been listening to Talent Talk Asia podcast by The Career Establishment. To learn more about The Career Establishment, our people and our latest thinking, visit us at www.thecareerestablishment.com or find us on LinkedIn, Twitter and Facebook.